12.04 on another fantastic Saturday here. Uh, Dr. Payne show. We are ready, and the phone lines are open, of course. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have questions, slips and falls, pains, how to deal with pain, treating pain, everything under that. Sports injuries, we covered all here on the show. And Dr. Lou's here for the entire hour to, uh, to take your calls, answer your questions, and uh, so on and so forth. Info at paincarecanada.com. You want to drop us an email or the phone lines, like I said, are wide open, ready to take your calls here uh, on the air for the next hour. So we always start out with uh, some things, some cases, some, uh, some clients uh, and so forth that came through the clinic in the, uh, the last week or so. Yeah, there was a very interesting case that we had this uh, week, John. It actually mm-hmm. highlights some of the things that we've been speaking about in the the weeks leading up to this about referral pains and how uh, a pain in a certain area of the body doesn't necessarily need to be caused by that specific structure, right. but be, can be coming from a different area. We had a um, someone who heard us on the show actually and came in for one of the free consultations and then turned into uh, a patient. And the issue that this gentleman had was in his left ear. He has a chronic, he described it, the best way he could describe it was he said a ringing, but he said it's not really a ringing. There's a noise in my ear, and I don't know how else to describe it except like a buzz or a ring. Some sort of tinnitus type of thing. Yeah, something like that. So exactly, right away you're thinking tinnitus, maybe it's an inner ear problem, uh, maybe it's uh, related to the neck, et cetera, et cetera. And he's, uh, has gone through everything, every audiologist you can imagine, no one can find any issues. And so he's basically at wit's ends. He's hearing the show. He's hearing us talk about these things. And so he comes in to see me. What we were able to find, and obviously had this person come to me on day one, I would have thought of it the same way. Well, it could be an inner ear problem. Let's get that checked. But the reality is a lot of people that are listening to us have already gone through the ringer of different tests, different specialists, and nothing's being given as a cause for whatever they're feeling. So a lot of the times in the absence of any true pathology, a lot of the times the musculoskeletal system, so your muscles and the nerves in your body Mm -hmm. are what can play a lot of these tricks on you. So one of the things that I did immediately after I finished examining his ear uh, was I went to the trapezius muscles. There's certain referral points, trigger points in the trap muscles and in the upper neck muscles that can actually refer pain into the ear. Makes sense. That makes it sound like you're hearing a ringing or a buzzing. And sure enough, I I hit a spot on him and he said, that's it. You've got it. It's, It's happening right now. Uh, So I was pretty confident, okay, this is a trigger point. So we got a trigger point. That's all we're really dealing with here. And uh, so I specifically treated him with acupuncture. And within two treatments, his complaints totally gone. And he's been living with this for years now. And so it was just crazy. Yeah, it was just a matter of of understanding the different things that can cause pain or different types of sensations. And a lot of the times the reality is about most specialists out there is they don't understand in family doctors, they don't understand a lot about the musculoskeletal system. And really they don't have to, their job is to make sure that it's something not more serious. Cause that's what we're all worried about, mm-hmm. that it's not something more serious, like a tumor, a tumor. an inner ear, et cetera, et cetera. And like I said, had this patient come to me and had never been to anyone else before, I would have Thought the same, I, yeah. I would have thought the same way. Let's go through the specialist. But the problem is, is a lot of people hear that nothing serious is wrong and then they stop and they continue living with this. Mm-hmm. And that's where the conversation that we've had, where it goes from affecting your quantity of life to quality of life, yeah. because now this person's living with ringing his ear day after day. And it, I guess it could drive you crazy. I've never had it, but I could imagine that that could well, you're married, but... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I could imagine that it could be something... Yeah, well, that's not with me 24 hours a day. I go to work sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. But, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty wild how that works, and I think that the key point is there that once people hear that it is not, quote-unquote, life-threatening, 
ah, okay, I'll live with it. Yeah, and even sometimes it's not even about I'll live with it. They assume, okay, it should if it's not life-threatening, it'll probably just get better on yeah. its own. And the reality is, is, and we've discussed this as well, most things don't just get better on their own, especially once you start getting older. It's different when you're 18, 19 years old. Our bodies, when we're younger, do have a tendency to heal pretty yeah, they're well. they're more robust. Yeah, they're more robust. You and I have gone through injuries that we had when we were younger, tend to go away, and now the injuries we suffer today seem to linger around. Mm-hmm. And as we get older, that will only get worse. And the reality is most people, I guess you're right, they hear non-life-threatening, okay, it should get better on its own, and it doesn't get better on its own, but then there's still living with this problem and so the basic message here is there is something to do to get rid of these things because a lot of these things are not mysteries if you have someone who knows what they're doing and again i encourage all our listeners it's a free pain consultation the worst the worst thing that's going to happen is i can't do anything for you and i just you know send you to someone else who can and it's not going to cost anybody anything but the reality is in in this type of case it's life-changing it could change the quality of your life we're not affecting the quantity of anybody's life but it's definitely going to improve a lot of quality of life what else you got going on um some other cases we've definitely had um we saw an increase in car accidents this past week with the already? weather yeah, yeah already definitely <laughs> saw those things uh not very serious things yeah. more fender benders because of the slippery roads so that was a bigger thing that we definitely saw come through the office uh even people slipping and falling right mm-hmm. the winter months are coming uh the weather's getting bad ice snow these things do affect uh, our bodies when, you know, whether we're driving or we're walking, sure. we do need to be careful of these things. So we have seen a lot of those things. And yeah, we're, you know, we're always ready to take on all of these types of cases. The reality is, though, there is a lot you can do towards prevention um, for preventing a lot of these things, like being careful, making sure that things are salted, et cetera, et cetera. But when they do happen, a lot of the times people don't know what they're supposed to do. They don't understand who should I go see? Who shouldn't I go see? Is this an emergency room? Is this a walk-in, et cetera? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And we'll uh, we'll get down on that point a little more. Uh, your phone calls. We got wide open lines. We'd love to hear from you in pain. You know somebody in pain. You just have questions about your pain or some physical problems you're going through right now. Doctor Lou can answer them here until one o'clock this afternoon. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale again. Free consultations when you go by the clinic. You need more information. Info at paincarecanada.com as well. The Doctor Pain Show continues. Getting warmed up here. Talk radio AM six forty. It is twelve thirteen. Yeah, the calls. 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell. Would love to hear from you this afternoon. Uh, Ron and Whippy, opening call. How are you, Ron? I'm well. How are you? Good, sir. What's your concern? My concern is my wife just finished uh, 12 rounds of chemo about uh, two months ago. Okay. And while she's doing quite well, in her hands and feet, she's got some uh, some really bad lingering. I guess it's described as neuropathy. Yep. And it, man- it manifests itself, uh, I guess the best way I could say is like when your hands and feet freeze. Mm-hmm. And the feeling comes back, except it doesn't go away. And I'm just wondering if that's just a, a time and patient thing, or if there's intermediate steps can be taken to alleviate the pain. Yeah, I, it's it's really difficult when you deal with pain related to oncology, and then especially when you deal with it related as a consequence of something like chemotherapy. Do you mind if I ask what type of cancer it was, Ron? Colon. Colon cancer, yeah. So the best type of research, and there's really no easy answer uh, for this, and there's no magic bullet in terms of what will actually get it better, uh, but the best research that's available out there basically says that when you have something like this, is it has to be a multifaceted approach to the pain management. So what I mean by that is multiple interventions, whether it's pain medication, um, therapy, uh, alternative therapies like acupuncture, uh, also 
So right. the mental component of it, the cognitive behavior therapies. So you have to really target the pain from every cause that could be contributing to it because there's really no one way to improve it. A lot of the times um, it is one of those things that if it, it does tend to get better, the, the neuralgia is pain in the, in the nerves. That's what the word neuralgia means. It just simply means nerve pain um, okay. that often comes from these types of things. And neuralgias and neuropathies do actually tend to manifest most often in the peripheries, in the hands and the feet, only because that's the furthest point from the body. So they usually, the nerves will tend to um, be affected in those areas. Same pathology that happens with diabetes. High blood sugar okay. is, uh, is will end up uh, killing off the nerves and people get neurologias and neuropathies mainly in the lower feet and in yeah. the hands. And so that's where it really starts to happen. The biggest thing is obviously to make sure that it's not progressing and not coming more middle, more midline to the body. So moving up the arms, up the legs. Uh, but definitely I would say the best answer that I can give you is it's definitely a conversation that because because of how complicated it is, it is a question that should be also brought up to your wife's oncologist on the different yes, okay. things. Because there are certain centers that actually specialize in this type of thing, dealing with uh, with the pain management approach to cancer. So I hope that kind of helps. It's not definitely not an easy answer. If you guys like, you can give me a call during the week. Um, at the one eight five 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 Doctor Lou number, and I can also speak with your wife a little bit more and get to know a little bit more about the case, and maybe okay. I can make some uh, more specific recommendations. Well, I appreciate that, Doctor. She sees her oncologist in January, so we'll, we'll bring it up. I was okay. just hoping you had you had a, a magic pill somewhere. No, mm. unfortunately, we don't have. <laughs> all we really have in healthcare, the 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 biggest thing here is that people, and this is not by any means something that I've only heard from Ron where people say they're looking for the magic pill. The problem is, is the magic pill is knowledge. That's really what it is. And it's what the public is starving for, that they don't have this knowledge on how to go ahead doing things properly. That's why so many of the people that I see, they're just mismanaged. And if you're not mismanaged from the beginning, that's the magic pill is getting it right. Similar to that case we were just talking about. What is the cause? You don't stop. You figure it out. But a lot of the times with people, if they can do all of these things together, like in this case where you're dealing um, from every single aspect of the pain management, it can, it can really make a difference. A lot of times people just want to try one step at a time. Yeah. I'll try therapy first. If that doesn't work, I'll go on to alternative therapy. If that doesn't work, I'll go on to this. Th- you know, it's the same thing as if you thought about it and you, you dumbed it down a little bit to losing weight. Oh, I'll just try exercising, but I'm not going to change my diet. diet yeah. You're not going to lose weight. Same thing with pain management. It all has to be done right in order to really have the best outcomes. And obviously, you have to look at the the scale of the pain that we're talking about. If you're just talking about, you know, an ankle injury from playing basketball, obviously that may not need a psychological intervention. It's maybe mm-hmm. just therapy. But when you're dealing with something as complex as pain related to cancer, that definitely needs the multifaceted approach. I'll give you that uh, number once again, Ron, that uh, Dr. Lou mentioned, one eight five 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 five. doctor Lou, take advantage, call the number, have a uh, more in-depth consultation for sure. You mentioned back there, and I, and I like to bring this up every every couple shows, that part of that therapy that uh, Ron's wife could possibly go through, not only just in the pain management for directly uh, the area, is the uh, is the mental part of it as well, right? The cognitive be- behavior, huge. right? Yeah, it's huge. Okay, talk about that. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, our... our um, our bodies, we don't actually, how can I say this very simply? Cause I have a lot of knowledge here and I'm mm-hmm. trying to think the, the hardest 
part about trying to explain this stuff is trying to make it, put it in layman's terms. The basic thing here is our brain is in charge of processing everything that happens to our body. So in the absence of our brain, we would have no experience anywhere in our body, no pleasure sensations, no pain mm-hmm. sensations. It's all related Makes in our sense. brain. So, and pain, especially it's processed in the brain. We have our sensors in the body and receptors that will pick up stimuli uh, from the environment that are potentially harmful. Once we perceive that harmful stimuli, a message gets sent to the brain. The brain then interprets it in the limbic system, which is actually where emotions are interpreted, and then sends a message back to the body saying mm-hmm. that, that, ow, that hurts, right. so that you can <laughs> remove that stimulus. Uh, and that's basically what happens. It all has to be processed in the brain. The faulty thing with chronic pain and when pain lasts for such a long time, it's the same thing as you know you watch a kid learn to walk they're thinking about each step very much in the first few months and then as it becomes second nature you get to our age we don't think about every step it just it just becomes nature that's all we do it's just a it's a neurological wiring that happens same thing once you create a pain pathway that's constantly being stimulated over and over and over again you're just creating a pathway and you're creating a place in the mind for that and if you can't stop the the impact in the mind it's very hard to actually have an effect on the periphery so and i'm not suggesting you don't treat the periphery but you have to treat the body and then and the mind together in order to really get somebody better with those types of things so the same type of thing where they say you know someone loses a limb and they could still feel that limb years later yeah phantom limb pain is exactly uh what that is it's it's basically that although that limb doesn't exist in our 3d world in our brains the the wiring for that limb still exists in the brain and therefore it can still have stimuli being generated from other areas and those stimuli can make you in the absence of a true limb it's called phantom limb pain these people will complain of the weirdest things like my right foot feels itchy and there is no right foot or you know there's my it's cramped and 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 it's just as real for them as it is for another person where they actually will feel that cramping and that pain is so Mm -hmm. intense and that's the reality. The, the mind creates a lot of what we feel. Not a lot. It actually creates all of what we feel. It's just I don't want our listeners to think that it's make-believe. That doesn't mean that it's not real. Right. It means that it's so real that it's in your mind and that Got you it. have to target the mind. We have to move away from the stigma of thinking that affecting the mind means that you're crazy. You know, quote unquote. It's not about being crazy. It's just the reality. Our mind controls everything. 416 870 star 640 on cell. We'd like to get your calls on the air. If you have a question, opinion, we'd love to hear it on the Dr. Payne Show. After a short break, talk radio, AM 640. Yeah, we got open lines. Use that number. Give us a call. We'd love to talk to you and discuss exactly what your issues are here. Dr. Lou here until uh, 1 o'clock this afternoon. Patricia, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. You got a question for Dr. Lou? Yes. I was diagnosed with vertigo last year. Okay. Um, I was in the hospital around Thanksgiving weekend last year for four days. Okay. And then I went home. Mm-hmm. And then in about December of last year, it came back. Okay. So a few and months I later. Was off, I was off work for like two months. Okay. And it's the inner ear. It's my left ear. I lost 40% hearing. In my left ear. Wow. Okay. But it's, it, I feel it. You know what I mean? It's just constant, I don't know what they call it, tendonitis or whatever. I don't know what it is. So, Patricia, what what things have they done in terms of therapy for the vertigo? Nothing. Nothing? You've done absolutely nothing? No. Yeah. So then I would say that's problem number one. It's incredible how many people I see um, day to day. 
uh, new patients that come in and we go through their problem. And then my next question is always, okay, what have you done for therapy? And the answer is nothing. In the absence of not doing any therapy, then you can't really expect for things to get better. When you look at something like vertigo, there's a couple things that can cause vertigo. One of the things is an inner ear problem where you're actually looking at the crystals in the inner ear. And there's actually very simple repositioning maneuvers for those crystals uh, that can be done. I actually remember when I was a student, my sister developed vertigo when I think I was in first or second year. And, uh, And she basically asked me, what can I do for this? And we had literally just learned about vertigo and I did the repositioning maneuver to her uh, and she was better within minutes and has never had vertigo again. So something very, and I'm not suggesting that this repositioning is necessarily the answer for you, Patricia, but there are a lot of things that can be done for vertigo. Another issue with vertigo is vertigo is, is very closely related to neck issues. The reason why is when you look at the, the, our ears and our neck have to work together in order for our proprioceptive component of our brain to understand where our head is in space. So when you turn your head, you know you're turning your head. But how does that happen? Balance and all those things is communication between the ear, the neck, and so many other things. But especially there's a relationship between the ear and the neck. And a lot of the times why vertigo manifests is because there's a problem with the cervical spine. And if that problem with the cervical spine is not treated, then the vertigo never gets better. So, uh, Patricia, the first thing that I would say to you is you need to get it looked at the proper way in terms of determining, okay, A, what's caused causing the vertigo, and then B, treating the cause of the vertigo. Because vertigo is like saying, I have a fever. Great. So what's causing the fever? How can we treat the fever if we don't know what the the pathology causing the fever is? So we need to figure out exactly what's causing the vertigo. Once we know what's causing the vertigo, we can treat it. And the outcomes with this type of stuff are very good. We've actually seen a lot of people that develop vertigo as a result of slip and falls. And it's related because they've jarred their neck in a certain way and they develop vertigo after. And in treating the neck, we're able to help the vertigo. Or in other cases, like I said, it could be an inner ear problem. And with that inner ear, there are some simple uh, maneuvers, repositioning maneuvers that could be done once we understand, um, because we have to understand based on the patient, which way the crystals are moving and are dislodging. And once we understand which way they're moving and dislodging, we can do an opposite type of maneuver intervention in order to replace them and keep the person healthy. So Patricia, give us a call. I, I see you're up north. We have clinics all across uh, Southern Ontario, and we can definitely help you out. Patricia, that number, one eight five 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 five. doctor Lou. Is that that whole head back, tilt to the side? That, is that one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of, oh, yeah. back. Ooh, I don't memories. ever like saying what the maneuver is because yeah. then people are going to look it up and they become their own yeah. diagnosticians and treatment but professionals. I remember that. But yeah, it, it's very similar to that. Yeah. But the key with it is you have to understand which way they're oh, dislodging. Sure. Yeah. yeah, totally. We got to uh, Philippa. Yeah, hi. Hi, how are you? Not too bad, Dr. Lou. How are you? Good, yourself? Pretty good, thanks. Awesome. Okay, um, I have arthritis in my left foot, uh, two toes. Which and two I, toes? Um, the second and the third toe. They're even starting to, to bend slightly. Okay. Um, and like the sole of my foot on there, mm-hmm. it, sometimes it feels like a burning feeling and like if there's like uh, pebbles or rocks. Right. In the bottom of my foot. Okay. Now, I went to my doctor, and she said that um, I have two choices. I can either have an injection or an operation. Okay. I don't, I don't know what to do. Okay. When you look at something like this, you, you, first thing, when I look at someone that comes in in such as your scenario where they have arthritis developing on one side, mm-hmm. 
when we see arthritis on both sides of the body, we start to think of systemic issues like autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis because it's affecting the body, body equally. Mm-hmm. The second thing when we've determined, okay, it's not affecting either side equally and we're only looking at one side, we have to determine, okay, what type of functional pattern is causing the arthritis to develop on that side? Because here's the reality, and I actually see this a lot with bunions. People go get surgeries for their bunions, they get it removed, and then they change nothing about the function and the things that they're doing. And within two years, their bunion is back with a vengeance, and they're in the exact same place. So surgery might be an option for sure in order of removing the osteophytes that have formed. But if something's not done in terms of the function, the intervention on the way the body moves in that area, all that's going to happen is your problem is going to come back. And when it comes back, it likely comes back with a vengeance. And that nobody wants that. I'm sure you don't want that. So uh, I would definitely say, give us a call, come have that free consultation. We can take a look at it. We can look at the pattern, the function of the body and give you recommendations. So those are things you can start changing. We talked about this uh, last week when we had Dr. Bergav on with surgery. Mm -hmm. That's a component of prehabilitation before you go for surgery, doing the right things, Mm -hmm. going for surgery and then doing the right things after surgery called rehabilitation. So we can definitely play a role there. And it's very, very important that you get that function identified what's causing the problem, what would have led to that, and what can you change so that if you do have the surgery, it doesn't come back the way that it might if you didn't do those things. Philip, it's one eight five 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 doctor Lou or info at paincarecanada.com. We'll get Ted in here before the break. Uh, good afternoon, Ted. Yeah, hi. How do you do? I've had a really weak shoulder for mm-hmm. a long time. A couple months ago, uh, my arm just started going into these involuntary spasms that were really painful and it felt like all the muscles were really heavy in there so I got it checked out by a neurologist they did a couple MRIs they said we don't see any kind of brachial plexus thing Mm -hmm. the orthopedic guy doesn't think it's anything Um, and I'm doing an EMG this week Mm -hmm. and it's just really weak and I'm trying to strengthen it on my own and stuff and I was just wondering what you think well so you've had MRIs of the shoulder, Ted? Yes. Okay. So one of the things with weakness, when you're looking at weakness, that to me suggests a neurological issue. So when it's suggestive of a neurological issue, it's good that you got an MRI of the shoulder, but the MRI of the shoulder is going to be very sensitive for looking at the actual structures, the mechanical structures of the shoulder, such as the rotator cuff muscles and the labrum and those types of things. But what it's not going to take a look at is the neck, where the nerves are actually originating that go into the shoulder. So you may very have... Interrupt you, but yeah. they did it from the neck to the shoulder. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And did it show anything in the neck? Yeah, the lady said the neurologist said that you have. I'm 51 years old, so she said that you have the normal kind of narrowing of the disc from the neck, but mm-hmm. of the disc and those nerves going through there, but nothing that's really squeezing it to the point where you know, uh, you know, I thought it could have been a pinched nerve, right? Like. So- she gave me this drug called Keppra, mm-hmm. which uh, actually helped and stopped a lot of the uh, really bad spasms. But my arm is so weak now and right. all the shoulder, all the muscles have atrophied because I've just been scared. I've had it in a kind of like a brace or a sling for a couple months. 
Ted, we're going to put you on hold here for a minute when we take a break. I want to get back into this, though, because yeah, you just you I could barely started with Ted. Some interesting stuff here. So uh, hang on, and as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. we got open lines you want to call through to Dr. Lou. He is here until 1 o'clock on the Dr. Payne Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. 1236, Dr. Payne Show. Ted, uh, thanks for hanging in there, big fellow. We'll get back to you. So, yeah, shoulder, MRI. Yeah, so, Ted, this is very interesting, and I've actually talked to, to John about this off-air actually a few times now, and I, we've never actually brought it up mm-hmm. on, on the air. Um, the one thing about MRIs that's very different the way they're done here in North America and the way they're done in Europe is when you do an MRI here, they lay you down on your back against gravity, right. and they take the picture. In the more sensitive way to actually do it would be the way they do it in Europe, where they actually have people standing up. Because the one thing you're not accounting for, so in a situation like yours, Ted, where you're taking an MRI and they're laying you down and they're looking at the uh, IVF, which is where the nerve comes out, the hole where the nerve comes out. And it's and it looks like it's normal and healthy because of the way you're laying down. And it says there's the normal degenerative changes that are expected. What it's not taking into consideration is what's your posture like when you stand up? Do you have an anterior head carriage? Does your head turn more one way to another. This is where the importance of correlating uh, clinical findings in terms of what we see and what we can determine based on exam on the person are so important to correlate with what we see on the imaging. So although the imaging may show that, in reality, from a clinical perspective, there may be actually things in your posture that are actually aggravating those nerves, and you could change those things to potentially get your shoulder back. And so I would... You know what? That is a very good point. Thank you. (laughs) No, because when I went to the physiotherapist last week, he just said to me, just stand now and do shoulder shrugs, but do them properly with proper posture. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing it, I was like, wow, I feel like it's totally different now. And it's not totally, but I'm going to try to condition my life a little more like that. Sir, do you think that, Dr. Liu, do you think that the EMG that I'm scheduled to take this week will indicate anything? And what question should i ask the doctor the neurologist after the emg is done yeah it's it's hard for me to obviously say if it will or will not show anything um in terms of um what you can ask the doctor after it's done if, if it, there's no conclusive result is just maybe talk to uh, him or her about what i'm suggesting about the effects of posture but the other thing you can also do ted um, is is give us a call we can have that free consultation if you can't make it into the office the other thing is i'm happy to do these things over the phone in mm-hmm. more of a private setting uh okay. but with something like you it would be good to get you in the office because we could actually take a look at your posture and i can make recommendations like that and if you already have a good place for physio that that's great. What I do in those cases is I just will send back a letter to them, letting them know, here's what I recommend. So I'm not looking oh. to take people away from yeah. the practitioners that they're only seeing. What I'm offering is a, a second opinion sure. and, and a second opinion that I believe will be a good second opinion, obviously. So I give us a call, Ted. That. I would love that. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very no problem. Much. So, Ted, that number is one eight five 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 five. doctor Lou. So why don't we just get all the MRI machines and stand them upright? How about that? Hmm, that's that's probably very expensive. Actually, on... Road uh, tolls, come on! On uh, <laughs> December 17th on yeah. the show, so that's a few Saturdays from now, mm. Jeff Urich, who's uh, an, a conservative MPP um, at Queen's Park, is going to be on, and we'll talk to him a little bit about... Uh, the politics of healthcare. So a lot yep. of these things are related to uh, spending issues. And 
nobody nobody at Queens Park is blind to what's better in terms of better evidence based medicine. Right. The the question is is cost, right? We were having a yeah. lot of this conversation this week uh, when we look at the toll road for the gardener, right? Mm-hmm. People want the accessibility; they want to be able to come. And we won't get into the politics of toll roads, but the reality is the same things exist in healthcare. It's it's a public system, which means public dollars have to pay for it. So we need to manage that. Right. We'll get to a call before we break. Uh, Evan, how are you? Fine, thank you. Okay. You got a question for Dr. Lou? Go ahead. Yeah, Dr. Lou. Yes, I, I have a... How are a you? Buzzing, a buzz, I, okay. I have a buzzing in my ears over 20 years now. Okay. But this thing... Yeah? The only buzz, buzz in my ears to see, like... I say it's voodoo or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't specialize in voodoo, so I don't know. Yet. <laughs> Yet, yeah, exactly. No but, no, but that is what I say. Yeah. Because this thing only buzz, you see, like, it prevents me from sleeping sometimes. Because sometimes when I, when I lie down to fall asleep. So, Evan, let me ask you something. Have you had anybody look at, like I was talking about in the beginning, has this been looked at by anybody or no? I hear it on the radio. No, no, no. Has has have you ever had any healthcare professional? Uh, no, t- no, no. No. So same thing. And we had this conversation. I believe it was Patricia, right? If you have a problem and you've never done any treatment for it, how can we expect? Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, at a certain point, I, I, it's something I'm very passionate about, and I want our listeners to know this. If you have a problem and you don't do anything about that problem, how can you expect for it to get better? Yeah. That's why we exist. That's why healthcare professionals exist, so that you can come see us. Uh, I encourage you, come book that free consultation with me. If there's a cause that's, you know, organic, and by organic I mean related to your body, that's causing that buzzing in your, your ear, we will find it. If I can help it, I will help it. If I can't be the one to help it, I will find a professional that can. So Evan and you as well, call that number one 855 doctor Lou or info at paincarecanada.com and take more of your phone calls. we got some open lines, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell your calls. When we come back here, Dr. Payne Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. 1244, Dr. Lou, lots of open lines. Give us a call. You have until 1 o'clock, 416-870-6400, star 640. On sale, offering a free consultations as well. Make an appointment, see Dr. Lou, and get some get some answers. Probably won't be voodoo, but we'll uh, we'll figure <laughs> out whatever it is. Chris, good afternoon. Hey, how are you? Good, Hi. pal. What's up? Okay, so um, I have two points in my back that the discs are now fused together. And, uh, like, I was on painkillers for a while, but then I became an addict mm-hmm. and got clean. Mm-hmm. But I relapsed twice because the pain is actually that bad. So, Chris, you, when you say they're fused, they were surgically fused? Is that what you mean? No, 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 no. From, like, I, I'm assuming work. So you're saying like, that they just fused together on their own? Yeah. Okay, so they're they're severely degenerated. That doesn't mean they're, there's there's actual surgical intervention of when you know surgeons will go in and fuse the spine uh, in order to eliminate that. But okay, I get what you're saying. You just mean that there's severe degeneration in two points of the spine. Yes. Okay. So what what is your question in terms of what I can do for you? Well, um, obviously, I don't want to be taking painkillers because I don't want. Uh, like rely on that mm-hmm. 
and uh, like, get, what else can I do? So, so besides taking medication, have you done anything else, any other type of physical interventions, whether it's chiropractic, massage therapy, physiotherapy, acupuncture, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, and? Yeah, I've done, I've done the chiropractor, and I, I try to work out as much as I can. Okay. And, uh, well, that's actually pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. So I would say definitely I agree with you if you can minimize, especially if there's a history of addiction here with the pain medication, it's obviously very dangerous to be going back to that because you could relapse on the addiction component. So in that regard, I would definitely say that the more um, physical and alternative types of therapies that are available uh, are probably a better option. Now, one of the keys with this type of stuff, and we've talked about this before, remember pain, there's very rarely is there going to be a cure where you say, okay, you do this for three times and then you'll never have the issue again. The reality with what you have going on is it's probably, it's chronic, which means it will be around for your whole life, which means you have to manage it your whole life. A good healthcare professional and a good team of healthcare professionals will help make a plan for you that you can follow that gives you, okay, here's what you got to do day to day Mm -hmm. by yourself. Here's when you should come see me. I want you to do regular massage once every six weeks. And I'm just giving a, uh, an example yeah. here. It's not specific to you, but a good team of healthcare professionals, that's the extent that they'll go to in terms of making sure that you can manage your pain without having to go to other ways. So again, you know, I'm biased in saying this, but give us a call. This is what me and my team do. Uh, and we can definitely work around these things. We, if In the absence of coverage for people, we try to make everything affordable. We try to look at the reality of what people can afford in terms of, well, I can't do massage once a week. Okay, well, fine. Maybe there's the reality about a lot of this stuff. It's more about what you can do every day at home. And oftentimes people don't know the right things to do in the gym or at home. And we can just show them those things. And a lot of times that gives people the tools uh, that they need in order to manage their issues. Chris, that number one eight five 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 doctor Lou. And it's something you, know, you mentioned, I think, in previous weeks as well, which, which speaks to that. And that is it's an hour in your clinic, but it's 23 hours on your own. You got to figure it out. Do what you got to do. N- when you look at research for all of these things, when you look at low back pain, and they'll do millions of different researches on, okay, what helps with low back pain? The one thing that's always consistently there that shows up time and time again is education and empowerment. When people know what's going on and they know the right things to do, the right things to avoid, the knowledge component is the biggest thing in healthcare of people getting better. That's where, you know, we're waiting for this magic pill to cure this or cure that. That's not going to happen. What's going to happen is people are going to start developing much better knowledge around healthcare, and that's what's going to get us healthier as a population is that each individual has the responsibility for to take on the responsibility for themselves for their own health and do the right things and the reality is they just don't know these things and if we can help get this message across and let people know how to do the right things then that's all the difference there is and then yes sometimes unfortunate things will happen but that's why healthcare professionals exist so that they can be there in those times and that's what we do at the clinic a lot of the times we're just showing people what you have to do to manage your issue if it's exacerbated for whatever reason come in we'll get you back to the point where you can control it on your own my mother-in-law, same thing, goes every week for, for therapy to your clinic, shoulder, yeah. and then, you know, she's back 20 minutes later lifting 30-pound pots of beef curry. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And, Honestly. And people are like their it's own. it's tasty. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love people eating. People are their own but, worst enemies. They, yeah. they don't want to stop their day-to-day lives, mm-hmm. but that is so very important, doing the right things after mm-hmm. the therapy. And if you don't, the unfortunate reality is you don't get better. 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on cell is the number to call. you got about uh, 10 minutes or so, a little less, to give us a call if you have some concerns about pain, pain management. Dr. Lewis here until 1 o'clock. 
on the Dr. Payne Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. 12.53 here on the uh, Dr. Payne Show, 416-870-6400, star 640. On cell, Brenda, thanks for uh, hanging through the break there. What's your concern? Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm just wondering, I'm pretty damaged. Um, when I use my arms, anything, my neck, I, I have been um, hurt badly, and... I have no, I shouldn't say I have no use, but I'm extremely limited. My my neck is very sore all the time. It cracks all the time. When I use my arms, I get pain in my back and my neck and down my arm. I get tingles. It's extreme. How, <laughs> how did this start, Brenda? Pardon me? How did this all start? It started with a car accident. Okay. And, uh, and then I had a, another accident, and, and the second one just seemed to do more like I was pretty balanced able to kind of handle it and now it's it's just to the extreme it doesn't matter what I do mm-hmm. um, yeah. as it was before but I could do a little bit but now it's gotten very bad and I don't know I'm seeing a chronic pain specialist mm-hmm. keeping in touch with my doctor and we're trying different things I've tried physiotherapy and that takes me off my feet I can't walk for very long it's horrible mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's ever any I don't think there's complete repair. I don't know, but it's it's very bad and it hurts. Yeah, well, this goes back to uh, what we were speaking about earlier in today's show with uh, chronic issues and the multifaceted approach. It sounds like, yes, you are doing uh, different things, but you have to do all those different things kind of at the same time. What I mean by that is when you're looking at pain management, this includes things like physiotherapy. And we talked about this last week, hurt versus harm, when Dr. Brigava mentioned to you that people don't always know um, uh, you know, good pain versus bad pain. And sometimes physiotherapy and therapy in general can hurt, but it's not harmful. It's there because we need to get your body stronger. And there's a process where you kind of have to go through that and toughen it out uh, in order to get better, which means you got to be doing those interventions. You got to be eating healthy, doing your day-to-day exercises, uh, getting the mental component of treatment, say, which yeah. we just talked about. Uh, and all, and then potentially, like you said, the chronic pain medication, that stuff, all of it has to play a role, a certain component in order to get something like this better. These types of injuries, and we see a lot of this in the clinic uh, with the chronic pain issues, are very, very difficult to treat. But if they're treated in this way, the other thing, the very, very important thing here that's often not accounted for is you, the patient, has to be willing to do all of these things. That's a very big thing because a lot of times all these things are available. It's just the patients choose not to do these things. They're stopped in the tracks. Yeah, Yeah, or they'll do some of it and stop all. And I know it's tough, Brenda. I'm not suggesting it's easy, but the reality about getting better is that no one said it was ever going to be easy. It is very, very hard work. If you want to get better, it takes a lot of hard work on your part. Uh, and and I don't say that to be dismissive of it. I say it because I know exactly how hard it is, uh, but it does take a lot of commitment from you, the person, because the resources are available to get you better, but it's going to take a lot of hard work. And a lot of that hard work is done by you. Yeah, and the scary thing is, so with physio, when I when I was doing it, it takes me off my feet. I have a such a hard time walking. Yeah, so that, but exactly like I said, hurt versus harm. I know it takes you off your feet, but in order to get your body 
stronger, you need to go through that. Now, I can't necessarily comment because I don't right. know exactly what type of therapy you're getting. Uh, if you want, give me a call uh, and, and we can uh, discuss it a little bit more in private and I can understand. But the reality is that a lot of times, although it takes you off your feet, it has to be hard in order for you to get better and you have to get stronger. The only way for you to get stronger and anybody who works out knows this, the process to getting stronger, faster, healthier Pain is involved in between that. You bet. Yeah. Brenda, this number, one eight five 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 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. Call that number, write it down, keep it. Got uh, Fred here. we got time to squeeze you in. Fred, what's going on? Uh, hi, Dr. Hi. Lou. I'm a 54-year-old 50, male. Okay. And in my late 20s, I was lifting weights and uh, above my head mm-hmm. and dislocated my right arm. Okay. Uh, so over the years, I've had issues. I've had about a half a dozen dislocations. I haven't had a dislocation in years, but I do wake up every day with chronic pain in my shoulder. Okay. And if I raise my arm above my uh, shoulder at all, uh, it can lock up on me. Um, So I'm just wondering, uh, you know, am I in for surgery or is there a way of, you know, sort of mitigating the pain sure um it's something in terms of commenting on whether you're a candidate for surgery i would actually have to assess the shoulder in order to understand the function of it the one thing that i can tell you with a lot of these shoulder injuries is the chronic shoulder injuries is pre uh predetermined by the function of the shoulder so a lot of the times and we've talked about this a lot on the show uh leading up to today if you can change the way the shoulder functions reposition it get it healthy from a lot the problem with a lot of therapy is it's focused on okay here's the point that hurts let's get that that point point. versus when we do therapy we're looking at okay let's look at the function of this area of the body let's get the function perfect and then the pain goes away in that area so uh fred that may be a component that's missing for you no one's ever actually looked at the proper function for that shoulder of yours and the way it's optimal for your body type and maybe changing that could be the answer and you could avoid something like surgery so definitely give us a call uh we can help uh, arrange for all of that a lot of information there and you want more now that the show is over two ways to get it you can email info at paincarecanada.com again info at paincarecanada.com or this number one eight five five. Five five Doctor Lou one eight five 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 D R L O U. Till next time, the Doctor Payne Show, Talk Radio AM six forty.